So be of the same mind toward one another. Then he says, do not set your mind on high things. The word here for high things is used to describe walls and mountains. But here it's a mindset or an attitude of superiority. Some of the places we'll see this and they'll be familiar with you in two places in the Gospels and other uh, places beside the ones I'm giving you here. We'll use it in the same way. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 8, again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. The word there, high, is defining the mountain. We're not just talking about a low mountain, we're talking about a very high mountain. And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. In Matthew 17 and verse 1, now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. That's for the Mount of Transfiguration. And every time that you see those things in the Gospels, we're using that particular word. In Luke chapter 16 and verse 15, and he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And here we have that same word. Again, it's used to describe walls and mountains, but here it is a mindset or an attitude of superiority. So he says here in the verse, Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things. So be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind, the seat of your understanding, the seat of your thinking, your consciousness. Do not set your mind on high things. Some places have uh, put this, you know, don't be conceited, uh, type of translations like that. But do not set your mind on high things. The uh, King James version for our next word here we're going to look at uh, the King, the New King James translates it associate. Let me read it again. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things but associate with the humble. So here we have a contrast. Do not set your mind on high things but associate with the humble. The word that we have here that is Translated associate, uh, condensed, I believe, is the King James Version for that, which is uh, nothing that we would understand now, is actually a compound word of three different words. It means to lead or carry away with another. To lead or carry away with another. The compound is the word soon, which means together with. Apo means away. And the word ago means to be led. Now these last two words, apo and ago, are actually combined to make a word. So they make a, a word by themselves. We'll go over that here in just a minute. But in the... Did we put that? Yeah, okay. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 13, I want to read to you some of the places where this is. This this combination word is. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. Now again, the word is to, it's a combination, it means to lead or carry away with another. That's the difference between sun abago, apako, and the, without the word sun in it. Because sun would, would add in the meaning of together with. In 2 Peter 3.17, You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. 
being led away with the error of the wicked. So beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness being led away with. So there's uh, some other places where this word is used. This word is not used very very often. It's not a very common word in the New Testament. But a close association with this is apago, which means to lead or to carry away, but just not to lead and carry away with. In Matthew 7.13, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. And those words there, leads to destruction, not the word destruction, but leads to, the first part, destruction leads to life. That is our word here, apago. And there are a few who find it. First Corinthians 12 and 2. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. So those are two other... This, this word is used actually quite a few different places in the New Testament. I just pulled out two of them for you to, to look at. But let's go over and look at this, this verse again. Be of the same mind toward one another. Be of the same mind. Be at peace. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Associate. Be carried. Let me read that for you again. <clears throat> to be be carried. No wonder I had the wrong one. To lead or carry away with another. To lead or to carry away with another. Do not set your mind on high things, but be led or carried away with the humble. Now, the word here for humble, it is translated in most of our, uh, most of the translations we have as if they are people that uh, don't associate with uh, proud people, but associate yourselves with humble people. Sometimes we even get the idea that the, the meaning is poor people. Don't be around there with the rich people, be around there with the poor people, the ones who are, are lower than you, that are less than you, can help you out, try and help them out. And that's not exactly the meaning that we have here. The word here, humble, means to be be humble, modest, simple, and unpretentious. I'm going to give you a couple of places where this is used so you can use see how it is in other places in Scripture. In Matthew 11.29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly. That word lowly there is our, is our word. Lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now he's speaking of himself here. Now is Jesus poor? Is he of, um, you know, uh, is, is he in some way less than anyone else that's there? He's not. But his attitude is of, of such. In Luke chapter 1 52, he has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. Now the promise from God is not that He exalts those that are poor, those that are destitute, but those that are in a place, their mindset is such that God can exalt them. In 2 Corinthians 7, 5 and 6, For indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts, inside were fears. Nevertheless, God, who can who comforts the downcast. The word there, downcast, is our word. Comforted us by the coming of Titus. So Paul is putting himself in a category that this word is used to describe. In 2 Corinthians 10.1, Now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in present am lowly among you, but being absent and bold towards you. 
So here we have a second time where Paul is putting himself in a group of people in which this word is used to describe them. James chapter 4, verse 6, But he gives more grace, therefore he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Surely sounds like a group that you want to be associated with. A group that you would want to be in. 1 Peter 5, 5, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Same phrase used here in Peter as well as in James. That word there for humility is a similar word. comes from the same root here. Just a little different in the parts of speech that it is. Um, but let's, uh, let's take a look at this with the whole context of things. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things. Do not be be thinking on things that are uh, high and mighty. Don't be thinking more of yourself. Don't be thinking lofty things about yourself. But associate with the humble. Now, if you look at uh, Wiest, as he translates this, he actually puts it this way, uh, but associate with humble things, humble people. He puts both of them in there because the meaning could actually be both. And you have both present in the verse. You have people present and you have things present. So I think Weiss is doing well to, to incorporate both into the translation of it. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. And again, our word is associate. Be led or carried away with another. Very often we see this being done in, uh, we call it peer pressure. You know, people are carried away and they, uh, do things that are not necessarily all that good. Why'd you do that? Well, so-and-so was doing it. You know, we had the, the peer pressure. I was carried away to do those things because I was with people who also did them. But when we're, if we're going to be carried away to do things, make sure that you're carried away with the, with the right people. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Get with people who have the right mentality, who have the right mindset, or be associating yourselves with thoughts that have the right mentality so that these thoughts or these people carry you away to good things. Because if you don't, if you associate yourselves with things of proud people, if you associate yourselves with thoughts that are high and mighty, with things, with thoughts that are, are putting yourself in a place that you shouldn't be, these are going to carry you over to a place that you should not be and a thing that you should not do. So this is why he's He's reading this to us this way. Be of the same mind toward one another. This is where we see other people are involved in this verse. Do not set your mind on high things. Don't be going around. The devil is, is constantly telling us things to, to try and get us to be prideful. Trying to tell us things about ourselves. Well, you're better than this. People shouldn't treat you this way. This shouldn't be happening to you. And getting me to think higher of myself than I should. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Not just associate, but be in a place where you can be carried away with those that have a humble mentality or thoughts that are in line with what you should be thinking about yourself. So that's what he says in these particular, these particular verse. But then we have the last part here. Do not be wise in your own opinion. And that's how he concludes this particular verse. 
do not be wise in your own opinion. Now, the word here for wise is the, is the Greek word to mean prudent, sensible, practic, practical, um, yeah, practically wise. I thought I misspelled that. Uh, shrewd, arrogant, or thoughtful. So you can have some positive or some negative uh, meanings in here. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Now, the normal word that we're used to for, for wise or for wisdom is the Greek word sophos. We get sophomore from, from the word. Not wise as in, as in the wisdom of God. You'll see that in some other... But we'll take a look at those. Let's take a look at where our word here is used in Scripture. In Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will like him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now there, it's used in a very positive way. Matthew 25, 9. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Using the words that describe the um, the people waiting for the groom. Paul's uses of this word is mostly negative. Most of the time that he uses this, it's in a it's in a negative way. Here we see this in Romans. Do not be wise in your own opinion. You can use this word positively or you can use it negatively in the context of the verse will will help you determine what that is. But when he says, do not be wise in your own opinion, you can kind of pick up. He's not talking about a good kind of wisdom here. This is not a good way to be. Now, if we look at the wisdom, the normal word that we're used to for wisdom, 1 Corinthians 1.25, because, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. There we see that word being used there. Safos. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. So he's talking about a wisdom. Don't be wise in your own opinion. Don't be. Don't have an opinion of yourself that well. This is what I'm doing here. This is smart. Everybody else is stupid. That's not a good place to be. That's not a humble place to be. That's not a great place to be. That's going to be. Uh, it's going to hurt you. <clears throat> so to walk in our own wisdom is not good. To walk in the wisdom of God. That's wise in God's eyes. And that's what we need to strive for. So do not be wise in your own opinion. Now, how do we walk in that kind of wisdom? Wise? We all know I shouldn't do it. We don't even need this verse of Scripture to be written this plainly. We all know from the rest of Scripture, don't be wise in your own opinion. That God has an opinion. That's the one we need to line up with. But we're going to go back a couple of verses. Back to Romans chapter 12, and verse 14. It says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Now this word here for bless is a real fun word. Eulogio is the, is the word. And it's a compound word of you and the word logio. Logio is the, from the root of logos, word. We get our word eulogy from this. You ever wonder where word eulogy came from? This is where it comes from. And what it means is good Speaking. When, when you speak at a, at a eulogy for a funeral, we don't get up there and tell all the bad stuff that the guy did. We don't get up there and say all the, the mean things that this poor woman in the, in the coffin has uh, done in her life. We talk about good things about the men or women that are, that have died. That's what a eulogy is. It's about remembering the good things. And we, so we speak good of them. So this is where our word eulogy comes from. And this is where we, we see it here in the, in the Bible. He says, bless those who persecute you. 
That word that we start here, the word you, means well and good. We get our word euphoria from it. It's, uh, it's built off of, of that one. So he says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. This is just a few verses back from the one that we're studying here. Now, if you're going to bless those who persecute you, a lot of times we limit the, the meaning to this. Because what I do is I begin to think, well, who's persecuting me? Well, people that are persecuting me are people that are persecuting me for my faith. So if I find people that are persecuting me for my faith, I will bless them. And I will, um, you know, and we think, well, how, how do I bless them? I know, I'll pray for them. And so, you know, we come up with ways to do this. I'll pray for them. Oh, I'll go out there and I'll, I'll buy them a gift card or, or bring them a meal or we'll do something nice for them. But if you want to do what this verse says, that's not what you're supposed to do. And the problem is that most of the things that we're doing are not lining up with this verse. Because the word here, bless, means to speak good of. We get our word eulogy from this. When you speak good of someone at a funeral, you don't speak it to them. You speak it to the people they know. You speak it to the people that come out. Now here's what happens a lot of times. Is we try and do good things to those people that are persecuting us in front of them. But when we're not in front of them, what are we doing? Oh, I wish they wouldn't do that. Oh, this person, they did this thing over here. And we just kind of say these underhanded things just to get people to be suspicious of them or to get people to understand that they have really put us through some things or to let us let them know how good of a Christian we're being towards them even though they're they're persecuting us and, and they're doing some nasty things to us. No. It says, bless those who persecute you. Now let me broaden out the area of persecute for you. Because persecute doesn't just mean that someone who's attacking your faith. Though we oftentimes limit it to that. You can have this inside the body of Christ. And in the, just a couple of verses later, he's talking about harmony in the body of Christ. Why would he be talking about stuff outside the church here and then two verses later, just talk about inside the church? No, a lot of times we feel persecuted even inside the church because we have people in the body of Christ who aren't doing what we want. Maybe they don't listen to us. Maybe they don't, uh, uh, we, don't we don't think that they respect us the way that they should. We interpret some of the things that they have done in a negative way. And then we go and we talk to other people about those negative things. Is that blessing somebody who's persecuting us? No. So we haven't done what this verse has said here. He says, bless and do not curse. What we do a lot of times is we have people in the body of Christ who we feel like, well, they're not, uh, they're not doing what I want them to do. They're not doing it the way I want them to do. And so we go around, we find other people, and we say bad things. Now sometimes, some people are real good at this, and they do it in an underhanded way. And they, they just kind of speak uh, uh, things. Well, I don't quite like, I don't want to put anybody down. You know, um, I know that they're trying to do good. <laughs> and we try and, uh, and candy coat it, but we want to make sure we got our message across that uh, we don't like what it is that they're, that they're doing. I don't think that what they're doing is right. I don't think that they ought to be doing it. And, and it's not just people in the church that we attend. It's also people in the church overall. How many times have you heard somebody speak about somebody who's on TV? Something that they've done. I don't like the way that they pray over people. I don't like the way that they take up offerings. I don't like the things that they're doing. I don't like the... And we just... We speak this way because I feel like 
what I value, what I see is important, they're not respected. And I can feel persecuted by that. And so I go out there and I begin to curse them. Now, I don't use bad, bad language, but I let people know I'm dissatisfied. Now, if you do that, then when we get up to uh, verse 16, and he says, be of the same mind, can you see how we got out of that? If I could walk in this verse 14, bless those who persecute you. It's easy to bless those who do what you want. It's easy to bless those you get along with. And it's no problem. The problem is when we have those people who do things a little differently than we ought to. And if you were here last Wednesday, we were talking about the diversification in the, in the body of Christ, how God is about diversification. He likes things different. That's why he made so many different kinds of people. And uh, no one person, billions of people in the world, no two are alike. Even if you have identical twins, they may look like the same on the outside, but they act very, very different. Even there, God still has differences that come in. Satan's kingdom, he's about getting everything the same. So you can have people that are not the same as you, who do things differently, who value things differently, who speak things in a different way. But... You've got to, um, you got to get in the, in the same mind. Be of the same mind toward one another. If you feel persecuted by somebody, don't go out there and speak evil words to other people. If you have something against your brother, the word of God says, who should you go to? Go to the brother. Not to the other people around you. Go to them. If it's not worthwhile going to them, then it's not worthwhile going to anybody else. See, we want the blessings the Romans chapter 12 talks about and the whole chapter. I mean, it's just a phenomenal one telling you how to act as a Christian. We want the blessings that come from that, but I don't necessarily want to do the work that's involved. And there is some work that's involved. Bless those who persecute you. Now look at this. He emphasizes it. Bless. Do not curse. If I go out and I have other people and I, I, I don't enjoy certain things that they're doing and I go out and I tell other people I don't like what they're doing I don't think they ought to do it I'm hurting myself I may be hurting them too but I'm hurting myself and I'm not being of the same mind bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse you will be much better off if you can follow this advice now the enemy doesn't like you to follow this advice and he will constantly send inspiration your way of things that you can say to other people in the body of Christ about why so-and-so is wrong. Why this person isn't doing the right thing. Constantly you will hear it. But don't give voice to the words of the enemy. Give voice to the words of God. Your life will be so much better. Very seldom is our life made better because we said those inspired words that the devil gave us. When we begin to say to other people, oh, they ought to just follow my advice. Oh, they ought to just do it this way. Oh, if they were just, oh, I don't know why they're doing this. They just are so frustrating to me and all these kind of things. It is not helping us. <laughs> Scientists will tell you too, your blood pressure will go up. You start uh, meditating on those kind of things. But again, in the in the verse that we were looking at here, Let's read it over again. Be of the same mind toward one another. If I'm blessing people, not cursing them, it's a whole lot easier for me to be, be in the same mind. 
Do not set your mind on high things. I can set my mind on the things that I think are right. The things that other people are doing are wrong. And I have gone against this verse. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Associate with those humble thoughts. Associate with the people that are that are humble. And I didn't get into this before, but this word humble, it does not mean poor. It means a better translation of this word is common. Ordinary. Regular people. We should be able to associate with ordinary regular people. I should never see a group of people and say, well, they're below me. Shouldn't do that. So, do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. And do not be wise in your own opinion. So when I go off here and I begin to say, well, I think we ought to do things this way, I'm saying my opinion is better. And that's not necessarily the, the, the way that it ought to go. That's not a good way to be. We have to be careful. Do not be wise in your own opinion. There's so much in this verse. If we got it into practice in our life, it would so alter the way that we live. But we read over this verse and we kind of skip over all the things that are there. Do not be wise in your own opinion. When I get to this place and I am wise in my own opinion, I block certain people because they're not as wise as I am. They're not seeing the things that I, I need to see. And so I can sit here and have a conversation with them and I block them. Their words are just bouncing off of me. Because you see, I am better. I am at a higher level than they are. Their understanding is down here. My understanding is, is up here. I'm better. Don't be doing it. There's something we can be learning from all kinds of people. So again, one more time through this verse. Be in the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Associate with humble thoughts. Associate with humble people. Common people. Regular people. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Now I want to give you a couple of the translations of this. In the New Century Version, do not be proud, but make friends with those who seem unimportant. The New Living Translation says, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. I think they nailed that pretty good. The Amplified puts it this way. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, in brackets, conceited, self-important, exclusive. But associate with humble people, those with a realistic self-view. And do not overestimate yourself. So see, all these translations picked up on that word humble. Not just meaning poor, and destitute, low, so forth. But those with a realistic self-view. Common. Ordinary. Now I put this in your outline for you. I think it's the only blank you got to fill out. How you talk about others will tell you how you are doing with the principles of this verse. How you talk about others will tell you how you are doing with the principles of this verse. Listen to yourself and how you talk about the people that you work with, with those that are in the workplace. Those in the neighborhood, with those in the neighborhood. Those in your family, with those that are in your family. Listen to how you talk about them. Are you blessing them? Or are you cursing them? 
Are you in one mind? Now, if they're not born again, regenerated, you're not going to be of one mind with those, with those people. I understand that one. But, if they're born again, following after God, they may not walk in all the revelation you do. You may not walk in all the revelation they do. But we can still be of one mind. Now, I found this translation. Uh, Brother Rick Renner pulled this one out. I don't think he wrote it, but he didn't uh, credit where it came from. So I'm just going to read it to you the way that he, he put it. Stop fixing, fixating on things that make you think too highly of yourself and that contribute to an attitude of superiority. You need to leave that snooty thinking behind and come back down to earth so that you can learn how to associate with common, ordinary, everyday, normal people. I'm not sure where that came from, but I thought that was, uh, that did a pretty good, pretty good job. Stop fixating on things that make you think too highly of yourself. The enemy loves to feed you on this. If he can get you in on a thought that you are right on something, that you've got God's mind on this thing and everyone else around you is wrong, he's going to get you to fixate on that thought so that you become puffed up in your own mind. And the writing here says, stop fixating on those things that make you think too highly of yourself and that contribute to an attitude of superiority. Now when Brother Rick was was sharing this one, he shared a story that I had a similar one, but it was nowhere near as grandiose as his. He was over in the Soviet Union and they said they had a particular restaurant that they went to. And as they were, uh, they went to it not because the food was great. I think they enjoyed the food, but he made note of it. He said, we went there because there were some people in the restaurant we were trying to, to witness to and, to and to share the gospel with. And so we went in there on a regular basis and they treated the staff and the people there in the restaurant very, very well and uh, spoke very kindly to them. Well, they said uh, they got this call from this businessman who came over from the States and he uh, wanted to, to meet with them. So they uh, decided, decided they wanted to take them out to dinner and they took them over to this restaurant. And he began to just speak very rudely to the staff and, uh, and let them know. He says, uh, I hope you don't mind the way I'm talking to them, but uh, they're here to serve me and I intend to be served well. Rephrasing, <laughs> he used. And uh, he was flashing his Rolex watch and talking about his big expensive car back in the States and his big expensive house and basically just saying, you know, I'm, I am so much better than all you folks that are over here. And just embarrassed them, and and so uh, brother brother Rick got up and excused himself, and he uh, uh, headed on back, and he said, "I walked through the doors of the kitchen like I owned the place." <laughs> and he walked back into the kitchen. He called all the wait staff all over, and uh, he spoke to them, and he says, "I apologize for the behavior that's going on at our table." And uh, there was silence there for for a moment, but then uh, one of them broke out and says, "I'm sure glad that you said that." Uh, uh, we haven't liked anything that's been going on over there. And we, we know you and Denise, and we know that that's not how you behave yourself. <clears throat> and he apologized for it and um, tried to keep his, his, his thing going on. But see, this, uh, this businessman, after he was berating them and, and doing all these things, had brought up church. Asked them, do you go to church anywhere around here? <laughs> and Brother Rick was like, oh, I wish he wouldn't have brought that up. Because that's a terrible witness for God. We only had a, we had a much uh, lower scale of that. We had somebody in the church many, many years ago, a lot of years ago, and they knew somebody 
who from was over overseas, and they were they were in, and they had asked us if we would let them come in and, and minister. And so, on the basis of this this person, the respect we had for them, we all right, yeah, we'll bring them in. And so we let them uh, uh, come in. I don't know if it was a Wednesday night or a Sunday or whenever it was. It was on one of those times. We just had a, it was a normal service. We didn't have to do a special meeting for it. And so they came in and they ministered. And my wife and I, we took the the husband and wife out to dinner afterwards uh, to a, to a restaurant. And just were appalled at how rudely they spoke to the people. That the, that wasn't a restaurant that we frequented, or, or because there, there weren't really any restaurants we frequented or or knew anybody, so there wasn't anything like that was going on with Brother Rick. But um, uh, we just decided, well, that's not the kind of people we want to have minister in the church. And um, there were several opportunities we had of them coming back into the states, and they wanted to come on back and minister, and we just turned it down. Uh, we didn't we didn't want to have that kind of thing going on. Uh, because these are not people who bless those. Uh, we want people that, that bless. We want people that leave a, a good example, have a good temperament about them. And they certainly did not. <clears throat> we want to live in harmony with one another. Don't be. Don't be haughty. Don't be conceited. And it's so easy for us to get in here. And the, the devil, don't think just because we're spiritual people, just because we follow after God, that we're immune to this. Because he will get us so convinced that the thing that we are passionate about, God is passionate about. And that we need to stand for this. That we need to be passionate about this as well. He gets us to think that by us being haughty and conceited in this way, that we are actually doing the work of God. Because we are standing up for a principle of God. doesn't matter who we mow down in the process. I'm standing for a principle of God. Oh, I'll tell you what. Be careful about that. And again, I'll say this one. How you talk about others will tell you how you are doing with the principles of this verse. Listen to yourself, how you speak about others. Other people that you serve with, other people that you don't serve with, other people that you just know in the, in the church, other people that you see on TV, other people that you know from other churches. How do you speak about them? Always make sure that you speak in a way to be, as the Word of God put it, be of one mind. Be of the same mind. That's how we need to, to operate. Make sure that you bless those that persecute you. Don't just bless those that bless you. Bless those that persecute you. Bless those that you feel are coming against you for one thing or another. Bless them. Don't go out to other people and start cursing them. Ah, oh, if we could just do that. Your body would line up on so many different things because you wouldn't have all this negative stuff that you'd be bringing into yourself. Your your view of God would change. It would just be it would be so much more helpful in our view of God. I've told you many times before, I know many of you have done this, get the news out of your house. Because news media people, they're they're speaking evil, they're speaking lies, they're speaking all sorts of stuff that you just don't need to have. Get them out of your house. You get them out of your house, your house will change. Your thinking will change because you're not not hearing all that stuff all the time. It's the same thing with us. Stop speaking about other brothers and sisters in a negative way. Don't speak to other brothers and sisters about it. Don't be thinking it. That's what he, he told us to do. Make sure that your thoughts are this way. The New Living Translation again. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. I know one thing. I sure don't know it all. 
There's other people who have learned things, things I can glean from, things I can get benefit from. Sometimes I see some actions in some other people that are not good. If I need to deal with it, I can talk with that person directly. Otherwise, I'm, I am not here to talk to you about what somebody else is doing. What somebody else did to, uh, that is less than what they should be. We're here to bless and not to curse. Make sure our words are done that way. But as you look at this, this verse, first of all, I want you to see, beside the principles that are in the, in the Word of God itself, is how you can take a word study just out of one verse. And you can begin to go out there and, and see how uh, a different word is used. You're doing a little lighter study of each of the words for the purpose of getting a greater meaning out of the verse that you're, that you're studying. And with all the tools that we've gone over before, whether you're using Olive Tree, whether you're using a other computer program that you can search on a word, using a vines, whatever it might be, you can get most of these things done in this way. Now, most of the definitions that vines had on these words weren't really worth me writing in your outline and putting and giving to you. I had to go other places to, to find some that were more worthwhile in, in helping us to understand what the meaning was. But we've given you some of the sources that you can have to, uh, to pull these things out and to enjoy some of the benefits of them. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the wisdom that you give us here in these, these verses. I know if you gave us the exhortation to be of the same mind toward one another, that it is possible for us to be of the same mind toward one another. The enemy wants to get us all torn up, all bothered by certain things that really aren't as important as we're making them out to be. He wants to sell us on the fact that something is in your mind that is not. And he wants us to become so sold out for that principle that we're willing to step on people that you consider to be precious in order to do it. But Father, we want to do what this verse says and be of the same mind toward one another. We want to make sure that our mind is not set on things that make us think so highly about ourselves. But we want to be led away by thoughts that are humbling thoughts. Thoughts that are realistic. Thoughts that are thoughts you have of us. Not thoughts that are lower than they should be. Not thoughts that are higher than they should be. But thoughts that come from your word. We want to be associated with real people. People that have a real genuine walk with you. That we can be carried away to that real genuine walk as we associate with them. And the enemy wants us to think that we are wise in our own eyes. That our opinion is God's opinion and everyone else needs to line up with it. Father, I thank you that you give us your example. Who in all the wisdom that you walk in, look at us who walk in such foolishness and love us. Don't speak evil of us but have great thoughts towards us. And if you, being so wise, can look at us that are so foolish and do such foolish things 
And if you have such great thoughts towards us and speak such great words about us, then we can follow the same example and do this with the people that we're around. I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.